So first of all, thank you so much for coming through to the podcast. Um, you got a lot going on for yourself for sure. Uh, when it comes to your talent and just the journey that you've been on thus far, we're definitely interested and would like to hear more about it. So for starters, go ahead, shout out your city, where are you from, and let us know a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you get on this journey of music? Oh, okay. So I am, of course, Kateri B. And all a lot of people know me by KB Global Music. Um, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I don't currently live in Milwaukee. Um, I actually reside in Norfolk, Virginia. Don't be stalking me, y'all, in Norfolk, so <laughs> don't be stalking. But anywho, um, I've been at this thing uh, ooh, for a long time. Since um, I was a child, I've always, um, I'm a pastor's kid, I'm a PK kid. Okay. So I grew up around church all the time. Um, and so church was always just a part of my life, music. Um, my dad is a singer. He was in a group. Uh, with all his brothers and so like my whole entire family um can sing and so I kind of just inherited that gift and I've just had the knowledge and the understanding of singing for a while um but a lot of people don't know this I didn't even want to be a singer I actually wanted to be a basketball player as you can see the shoes in the back okay I'm I didn't really want to be a whooper. I thought that I was going to be this WNBA player I had aspirations of literally um just going into sports and I was always active I was always playing with the boys or the girls and I just had a desire to really be a basketball player but things changed when I was 12 and um I stopped doing that and I just turned um my focus to music and it has been probably the greatest decision that was ever made for me um was to focus in on what God really called me too, and that's music and singing and ministry and um, just being that sounding board that people need um, concerning their salvation and how to really um, walk this walk because it's not easy. Yeah, that's true. I hate to let nobody tell you that this thing is easy, that it's literally um, a cakewalk. It's not that. Um, it is literally on um, a day by day, moment by moment, second by second. Um, journey and for music I feel like um, I've been able to find like how I can heal people through it um, because it's not so much of satisfying me how can I literally be a blessing to other people and so throughout the years I've just seen God um, use me in so many different ways musically and um, even with being on the floor and that's how a lot of people um, really got to know me was me being on a national platform. And when I say that I am sold out for God, that's what I meant. Right. Um, and it didn't matter what platform, um, you know, where I went, they was going to know that this person, this lady right here, when I say I love God, I do. And nothing changes. And so um, the four changed my life. Mm -hmm. It really uh, allowed me to see the full um or at least not, if, if it wasn't the full, it allowed me to see some of what God wanted me to do. Um, and that was to literally tell the world that Jesus is real. Absolutely. And if you want them, you can have them. I'm not on, but you know, you, you gotta, you gotta want them. And so I, 
that's how I've been able to thrive in music. And that's how I've gotten to this place. Um, and God has kept me, you know, throughout this entire journey. And I'm just getting started. Absolutely. Uh, so that's pretty much how I've gotten here. I love the way you put that. You know, if you want Jesus, you can have him, but you got to want him. You know, gotta that's that's the thing, you know, and it's so, so real when you have that genuine bond, this relationship, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it, so many people get tied up in religion and all these different things when they lose out on the heart of God. When they do that, it's all about that relationship and our personal connection. And I think it's amazing that you are already realizing that and at the place where that light of Christ can really shine through you through the music, um, regardless of what platform or what room you're in, you know. Now, let's talk about the four, you know, getting there. What was that experience? First of all, I've had some pretty big emails in my life, and I know what it feels (laughs) like when you get this email where it's like, oh, okay, this is is really (laughs) happening. Okay, so for you, what was that moment where it was like, wow, man, I'm really going to be able to, to really show my craft to the world, um, explain that moment that you got to share with close ones that were to you. And um, what do you still, like when you think about it, hold dear to your heart right now? Um, I would say when, first of all, the, the way that I got, even got to the four, um, it was all God because it wasn't traditional. Um, I literally jumped over all of that i never got an email <laughs> oh wow i never got the traditional thing because it was literally like hey they've been watching you they want you on the show can you be a part i said the only way that i could be a part of this is if i come and i get to sing gospel music that's the only way <laughs> so if, if if i gotta change what i'm singing then i don't want to be a part they said okay so they brought me in. And 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 here's the thing about uh knowing your your gifts, your calls, and your abilities, and knowing that God has called you to do, do something. Literally, you when God gives you, I don't want to go to deep, but when God gives you a literal assignment, you have to be one of the boldest people you like, you almost gotta step outside of yourself. Because your flesh is going to fight you tooth and nail. Like, no, it's okay if you just do a love song. It's okay if you just do this. It's okay. Like, you literally have to subject your, like, your personal feelings, your flesh, to do something that has never been done before. When I wanted the four, I was the first gospel artist they ever experienced, ever. And how I got the opportunity was all God because I did not have to go through the traditional loops. I got a call, hey. We want you to come. Can you be here in two days? <laughs> sure. That's amazing. But the experience was life changing. And the reason why was because I wasn't that I wasn't forced to change. And that is so rare for someone to literally go in and do what they love. Because usually nine times out of 10, if you don't know who you are, it's a red flag to the industry. Oh, we can change. Oh, we can just slip stuff in. Oh, oh, 
Like, she don't know who she is, or we're going to tell her who she is. So it's like, when you're going into these type of shows, you have to have the confidence and know that you were built for this moment. And this is me. And if you don't accept me, then I'm not supposed to be here. Because, and especially when you're a gospel artist, do not let anybody change you. And I know it sounds cliche, and we say it a lot, but you got to really mean that thing. If I'm going in here, can't nobody on this planet change me. And you can't change the agenda of what God sent me here to do. I'm here You're on an assignment. Yeah. I'm, assignment. I'm going to give you what y'all need. <laughs> okay? I love I mean, it. I think you need it. But God, um, he had an agenda and an assignment. And that's why the process for me to go was almost seamless because it was his agenda had nothing to do with me. I wasn't even thinking about it. Wow. Had, there were no emails, no text messages about it until it randomly dropped in my lap. Mm-hmm. I never pursued it. It pursued me. But that was God saying, hey, I need to use you for something. Can you be available? Absolutely. That's so powerful. That is so powerful. <laughs> I'm so happy you shared that with us today because there's a lot of artists that needed to hear that because they entered these rooms where they feel like, oh, if I compromise, then I can reach more people. And it's like, no, not necessarily true. Yeah. You compromise, you're just showing people that maybe you don't believe what, like you say you do, you know? Exactly. So for you to, to unapologetically be you, regardless of what room you are in, and that boldness, that's nothing but that people, you know, people are going to respect that. Because at the end of the day, like you said, this is you, ain't nobody changing me. And, and that's big because even on a huge platform, on a national platform, people can recognize the real and you mm-hmm. when you do that. So um, definitely keep that up because we need it. We need people that is not afraid to enter these rooms where it don't look like no light is on. Mm-hmm. And you like, we're going to be the light of Christ and shine in here. And you know, Absolutely. Um, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. So that means we got to be comfortable even in rooms that appear to be uncomfortable, you know, because at the end of the day, we are supposed to be the environment changers, not the ones mm-hmm. that let the environment change us, you know. So it's definitely about a level of being spiritually mature um, because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, you know, that temptation, like you were talking about, make some people break real quick. Oh, yeah. You know, people start throwing money at you. They start to get a little interesting. You'd be like, oh, hold on, wait a minute. Hold on, guy. I could be a blessing to others if I take this money. You know, like, hold on. You start to talk to yourself and coach yourself, trying to convince your flesh on why you should do something that you know the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit is telling you no to. Uh, So that's powerful. I really do appreciate you for sharing that because I know people need to hear that. And that's on every level. So it don't matter where you at in this life right now. If you're in a position where you got to compromise your faith to please men, that is a red flag. Go the other way. Run the righteous. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. And so the reaction, let's talk about the reaction that you got from that moment of you being bold in your faith. What was the reaction like? What was the feedback? Let me know. Oh, the feedback was incredible. And... Honestly, I kind of knew where it was going to go. But, of course, God always has to show out. He always has to be like, no, I'll do that. <laughs> so 
I felt like that was a reassurance um, that I did the right thing, that I literally took a stance that not a lot of people is bold enough to do. Um, it was God saying, good job. It was God saying that, okay, you conquered one of the biggest assignments of your life and you did it without budget. You did it without looking back. You did it without having to explain. Um, and the response was so welcoming that people, as long as I'm living, people are going to remember that moment. Um, that moment is always going to be um, memorable. Um, literally to this day, and it's been about five years, people say, you were that girl in the four. Not you was the girl who put out music. You was the girl who sang on Instagram. You were the girl on the four. And I'm telling you, like, the power of God felt like people felt the power of God through the TV. Mm -hmm. Like, they felt God meet them where they were at that time. Like, it was so amazing to feel God like, man, you really moved through me. Like, that was almost a moment where I, I literally, I don't go back often, but sometimes I go back and watch it and be like, man, that was not me. Cause ain't no, ain't no way my physical body would have been able to say that I'm ready for anything. Because me, I'm I'm the shy person. I'm the person that is like, yo, take somebody else, not me. <laughs> this is too much. But the boldness that God gave me when I really like, I was literally, I think I was like. 22 or 23 mm -hmm. but like I was literally getting in the rhythm of hearing God like on another level like I won't even say like I was a baby in faith but I was literally like full-blown as a grown individual starting my journey with God like literally walking with him and yearning for his presence and for him to throw me in fire that fast and I'm just a babe, it's like, yo, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> this is, like, wait, you could have waited a couple more years. You had that Moses but, moment where you was like, you sure you got the right one? I, I don't even, right. you know, I don't even talk that well. Like, how am I going to lead these people? Like, what's going on? Exactly. Yeah. Like, yo. So the the overwhelming response, like even people who've been in, in, in the gospel industry, uh, and I think the the highest person for me was Pasha. And for her to literally welcome me in and say thank you. Um, I even sung her song. That that was the staple of my the my four appearance. Right. You know, what I'm getting ready to see. And that song was prophetic. Um, to let people know that for real, eyes haven't seen. And you may not even know it yet, but you're gonna remember this moment. Um, that you had an opportunity to know Christ. And as long as you live, that was your moment for you to make a decision if God was going to be the head of your life. So you cannot say, I never knew. You cannot say, nobody has ever told me because that was a moment that could have literally changed people's lives. And some took it, some may, you know, they probably didn't. But 
the response was it was overwhelming but it was all God because he showed me that I meant it what I said I sent you because you're the one I wanted to say it now doesn't that like so affirming doesn't that grow your faith though and this is why it's so important to number one be obedient to what God Mm -hmm. is telling you to do and what I know is a lot of times God is going to tell us to do things where we don't feel personally that we're ready or comfortable yeah. yet. And God is going to push you to new limits because it's going to grow your faith. So whatever that thing is that you're afraid to do, if you're listening to this podcast right now, do it. If you feel the Holy Spirit is tugging on your heart to do it. Because usually right on the other side is that growth. It's that breakthrough. Mm-hmm. It's everything that you've been praying for. And God is just trying to push you in the right direction to get you there. And But in this moment, you may be feeling like, uh, I don't think I'm the right one. I don't know if I can do it or not. Mm. Listen, the whole point is to let God be God and you be you. So he's mm. going to fill in the gap wherever you feel like there is a disconnect, where you feel like, I don't think I can do it. Mm-hmm. He's going to say, okay, I got you. Follow me. You can trust him because when you take that that step of faith, that is mm-hmm. exactly what it is. This is a step of faith, and you're following the foot the path that Jesus is laying before you. You know, um, so what's important is that we let the Holy Spirit lead because if he's directing your path, you'll never get lost. What happens is when you try to follow what you're comfortable with, you're gonna go off course. Oh yeah. And you're going to be in the wrong place fighting oppositions and obstacles is in your way that you ain't even equipped to fight on your own. And he's going to still come and he got you. Because that's called grace. He got you. It is. He got mercy. He got grace. He got love. He'll leave the 99 to go get the one. So don't get it twisted. But the whole point is to not walk away, but to walk to him, follow him. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate you for being bold because through your boldness, now you got a testimony. And that's what people need to understand. Your boldness in the moments that you are afraid will become your testimony that yes. somebody else can relate to and be delivered. Yes. And I feel like, you know, even now, you know, even in the time that we're living in, I feel like we're so afraid to be real. I feel like we're so afraid to be honest that, hey, I love Jesus and that's just it. There's no, there's nothing added. There's nothing to take away. Mm-hmm. This is who I love. If if you're bold enough, here's the thing for me. I find it very odd that we have to accept the boldness in other people, but they can't accept the boldness that's in us. They can't accept the boldness that we carry, but we have to bow down and accept the boldness that they carry. And it's like, if you want me to do that, you got to accept who I, who I love. If you want me to love, love you for you, you got to let me love who I love. And if I love Jesus, why can't you be okay with that? But that's how you know the agenda of the enemy and the agenda of God. Right. Because the enemy only wants you to love what he loves. He only want he don't want no God. He don't want no Jesus. He don't want no testimony. He don't want you speaking his name. He don't. Because the only name that could destroy him is God. Not your name. You can't walk in and speak your name. That ain't going to work. 
The only name that is above every name is God. Right. So he only, he don't want you saying that. He don't want you proclaiming Jesus. He don't want you living because he knows that's the only name that literally has power. And so I feel like we have to be more bold. Like I love God and that's it. All right. It. If you want me, like for real, if you want me to accept you for you, why can't you accept me for me? If you love any, anybody else and you proclaim it to be all that what you want to be, why can I not be what I want? Why can I not be that? Right. What's the difference between me and you? But it's like, yeah, you know, I, I, I hear you. World. You feel me? I, I hear you 100%. You know, um, we're living in a time where everybody's going to come to a crossroad and oh, at yeah. this crossroad you either got two options go left or go right and one of those yeah. options is going to lead to the road of destruction oh yeah and the other option is going to lead you, you to heavenly places yeah but the thing is the option that's going to take you to heavenly places it's going to have a whole bunch of signs from people in the world that say don't go there detour yeah road clothes and it's going <laughs> to look dangerous to the world and then the other yes. road that's going to lead to the road of destruction it's going to look clean pretty you know you're going to have street lights it's going to be beautiful you know so and funny. then here's the kicker everybody's going to be on that road everybody oh, is going to be going in that direction and then you're going to see the other direction and they these people are going to look crazy why y'all going around all the detour signs? Why y'all going down the other road that looks so narrow? That road don't even right. look safe. You can't even Ain't do no what you thing. want. You got to watch your step. You know? The ark. Yeah. You can't even see nothing. Exactly. But I tell you, but like the Bible said, the wages of sin is death. Absolutely. But the gift of God is eternal life. And so, and again, too, that's why I, I spoke a scripture earlier. Um, but it's yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, mm -hmm. I shall fear no evil. And a lot of times pe people don't recognize that the enemy blinds you from the death. Yeah. He blinds you from the fact that if you keep going down this road, eventually the wages of sin is death. But your eternal place is not what you think it's going to be. Because things, things and your emotions. You aren't entitled to feel how you feel, but you have to be governed by the word. Like, I can feel today I'm upset. I'm entitled to feel upset. But in the word, like, there is always scripture for every single thing. It is. And so, like, we have to be careful that our emotion does not lead us down the path of destruction because we are entitled to feel a certain type of way. We are entitled to say what we want. We have free will. God has given us free will. But don't don't use the free will as an opportunity to literally go the opposite way. That's not why he gave you free will. Right. That that's that's really not why he gave it to you. People don't want to go that deep into yeah. the word. Yeah, that's the truth. But <laughs> free will was for you to be able to say like to express how you feel yeah. that's free will i have a free will to say 
I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. Right. But sometimes free will can get you caught up because when you have too much, say too much power, too much decision-making, you're going to lead yourself literally into the path of destruction. Like you said, because you really can't lead yourself. You think you can, but you don't have all the answers. Right. And what I find is, what I find is a lot of people, they don't understand the purpose of God's grace. They don't. If you understood the purpose of God's grace, you wouldn't abuse it. Exactly. God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. Mm -hmm. God's grace is there so you can't repent. Absolutely. A lot of people take advantage of God's grace and sin willingly. Mm -hmm. And God is no fool. See, there's a big difference between his grace and you literally looking at him like he's a fool and don't know where your heart is at. Wow. And if you understand the heart of God and stop focusing on the hand of God, you will have a better understanding of his grace for your life. You know, a lot of people, when they sin, oh, I made a mistake. And this is what God has been putting on my heart recently. A lot of people don't understand the difference between repentance and saying, Lord, I'm sorry. Exactly. Because when you repent, there's a heart change. <laughs> you understood what you did was wrong. You understood God does not approve of that action, of that Absolutely. sin. Yeah. And when you understand that in the heart of, when you have your heart posture set for I repent, it's like, I understand this is a, an offense to you. So yeah. therefore, I'm going to turn away from that sin because my love for you is I don't want to do anything that can put me out of your, your love and your grace, right? Yeah. So in a situation, like, here's an example. You got somebody, Let's. I, I like to use the brother-sister thing. So let's say you got a brother who pushes his sister. She falls on the ground, skins her knee. Now the brother, if he truly feels some type of way, some love for his sister, to realize what he did hurt her, what he did was wrong when he pushed her down and he just says, I'm sorry, my bad, get up. <laughs> it's not the same as it's saying, wow, I really realized I hurt my sister feeling. I really realized I did something that really, really made her feel bad. Exactly. And I apologize. I won't ever push you down like that again. That's a different response. It is. To the action. Yeah. So the response that people has to their sin is the reason why they struggle with sin and mm-hmm. because they haven't truly repented of their sin. They said, I'm sorry, my bad, you caught me, I'm guilty. There's a difference in saying, you got me, <laughs> and saying, I was wrong. So when you have that heart change towards your sin, everything the Holy Spirit will put in you will convict you even when you think about that <clears throat> sin. It won't be easy to do the same thing, just like it won't be easy to push your sister on the ground if you truly mm-hmm. repent and really apologize. My God. Now, if you just say, I'm sorry, it's just till next time. Right. But if you repent, it's not going to be I'll easy do to do it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? You're going to feel mm-hmm. so much conviction in your heart, and that's what the Holy Spirit does. Yeah. He he convicts us when we're wrong. When we when we go and we get tempted in that sin, he creates a way out from that temptation. Yeah, a way of escape, absolutely. So 
it's important to to really examine yourself if you're listening to this and ask yourself, have I really repented or did I just say I'm sorry? Wow. It's that personal relationship with Christ that makes all it's the so difference. True. It's so true. And I love that you said that because a lot of times people, they sin as if God can't see. They sin as if God is not watching you 24-7. They sin as if literally, like the Bible is so right, the wages of sin is death. And a lot of times, so glad you brought up the concept of repentance because it is so easy to literally say that I'm sorry. And literally, like you can mean it for a second, but eventually that temptation is going to keep coming back. Like you said, it's going to keep circling back around. And that's how you know if you're a man after God's heart or if you're a woman after God's heart because it's like being in a marriage and somehow, you know, your husband cheats one time. Let's just go that deep. If he cheats one time and he says, you know, I'll never do that again. Him saying I'll never do that again is just him saying it through his word. But if his actions doesn't line up with what he says, everything he said was void. Right. So, like, you literally have to legit turn from your wicked ways. You have to turn your back to the thoughts. You have to turn your back to the ways of the wickedness that literally is in our face every single day. And it is so easy to say that I'm sorry. It's so easy to say I'll never do it again. It's so easy for us to sneak and try to do things as if God does not see it. Right. But he watches. He watches day and night. And it's like we literally feel like God does not see us. You literally wake up each day and do the same thing every single day as if God is not watching. Right. And he is. Look like he's watching us right now having this conversation Absolutely. about who he is and his power and how good he is. This stuff makes God proud. But it's like you literally get up and it's like, okay, you freely said, you, free, you yeah. freely make the decision of this is what I'm going to do and nothing's going to change it. That's some type of boldness. Absolutely. You know, um, everybody should think about this. It's clear as I don't know what in the Bible that you can't serve two masters. Can't serve two masters. And if you practice sin, the Bible says that the devil is your master. Mm. Yes, he is. So every time you sin, you should wow. be reminded that you can't serve two masters. Now, here's where we go uh, uh, crazy in the text where people like, well, nobody's perfect. You, you're going to make mistakes. We're not saying you're not going to make mistakes. Nope. We're saying if you willfully sin, you need to look in the mirror and see what's up with you. Mm. <laughs> There's a big difference between I slipped up and I hear the Holy Spirit telling me no and I say yes. There's a big wow. difference in willfully making the choice to be comfortable in your sin. See, if you ever get comfortable, if you ever want to know, or uh, people ask this question all the time, how do I know I'm saved? If you are convicted every time you even think about sin, you're on the right path. <laughs> you're on the right path. If you <laughs> ain't even got no conscience towards your sin, Jesus. you're on the wrong path. 
you on the wrong path. It's really that simple. This is not rocket science, you know, because God is looking at your heart at the end of the day. He's not looking at your outward appearance. He don't care how people view you on the outside. He care about that person on the inside. And this should scare the living hell out of you. Listen, people say God knows my heart. That should scare you. People say, don't judge me. Well, the Bible says for us to judge them by their fruits. So I have to, according to the Bible, if you call yourself a Christian, I'm not judging where you're going to spend eternity. But, hey, I know if you're faking it, and I know if you're really about it based on the fruit. Mm -hmm. Because the fruit is going to be the evidence that God is in you. That Holy Spirit is going to be the evidence that you're truly a believer. That's so true. So when people say only God can judge me, uh, he knows my heart, that should scare you. It should. Not be, that, that should not make you comfortable because I'm like a big warning saying, hold on, that's unbiblical. That is against God's will. And you're telling me your response is, don't judge me. God knows my heart. Who do you <laughs> think is going to be judging you while you're crying? God knows my heart. So, yes, he knows your heart, but in the condition it's in, do you think you want good standing? Mm. So why ignore the warning and go with your emotion, your emotions about how you feel about it? You see, it's 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 one of the biggest tricks of the enemy. It is. To have people in the church not holding each other accountable. Exactly. Because that is how wolves can... Get, sneak their way into your congregation yeah. and spread a virus to everybody. Absolutely. So we got to hold each other accountable. That's the whole point. So when you slip, I'm not judging you to the point where I'm going to say, oh, look at you. Ah, no, <laughs> I'm trying to help you. We in this together. Yeah. We're a biblical community. We are the body of Christ. What good is the hand making fun of the foot? It doesn't make sense. They need each other. They need each other. Exactly. 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 So what words of, I'm so sorry, what words of encouragement do you have for uh, anybody listening to this right now? Because I know when it, when it get like this, we're going to be talking for three hours. We're going to talk for three hours because I was getting ready to go the first time. <laughs> I was going to tell y'all, the, the, listen, the Bible says, and I'll say this and then I'll pop off it, but it says in First John 1 and 9 that, if we confess our sins, like he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us up from all wickedness. And it's like, a lot of times we honestly truly don't know how to confess. We honestly truly don't know how to say, you know what, God, everything that I've done, I know it has not pleased you. Every single thing that I've done, I know it has hurt your heart. Like, we don't really know how to confess because the the church has projected so much judgment incorrectly to where people don't know how to sincerely come and confess to God because they are literally afraid of the wrath of God. Like, I literally, truly, honestly believe that the reason why a lot of people are not flocking to the church it's because they don't know how to even confess because the church has literally 
made coming back to Christ scary. They made it like man. I mean, if it's that gruesome, then if y'all treated me like that, and it's like, and I'm literally just honestly making mistakes, then how is God going to treat me when I come back and confess? Is he going to treat me like this? That it's literally the fact that I probably didn't even grow up in the church. I don't have no recollection of God. I honestly don't even know that this man even exists. So you're literally, this is how you're going to treat me. Like before I even get to him. Right. Yeah. I just keep doing what I'm doing because what's the whole point? And we have to be cautious and careful that we make their coming home, their welcome home, an experience full of joy, full of comfort, full of, listen, I know you're coming bruised and I know you're coming full of sin and full of, of, of filth and, and just full of life just weighing you down, but it's okay. Come. Mm-hmm. Come, it doesn't matter. Come as you are, honey. Like, do not feel like you have to come a certain way. God, God said, come as you are. Come. That's <laughs> so important. That's so important. You know, love is the key to everything. Yes, it is. Um, the Bible tells us it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you speak the language of angels in heaven. Yeah. If you have love, if you don't have love, it all means nothing. It doesn't matter without love. If you heal the sick in Jesus' name, but you didn't do it in love, it don't matter. It don't ma- <laughs> <laughs> you have to do it in love, you know, yeah. and, and that's the bottom line at the end of the day. When people see you, they're supposed to see the love of Christ. That's so true. We are the reflection. We are the evidence. Thank you, Jesus. That love is supposed to be radiant from you. Yeah. That's what's going to draw people to you. You know, I talk to atheists all the time who completely uh, don't believe in nothing, right? Mm. And they they always get into arguments with Christians and debates with oh, Christians. Yes, they do. And one of the things that I had one tell me was, hey, look, man, you're you different. And the uh, only reason I say that is because I feel like you didn't attack me when I talked to you. And so here's what I know. If you're secure in what you believe, nobody's, nobody else's faith can break yours. Absolutely. So this is what I know. You got to live and die with what you believe. Regardless if you believe in Jesus Christ or not, you got to live and die with that. I'm secure. And what I believe. <laughs> I'm not trying to convince you. I just want you to know the truth. There's a Absolutely. difference. There's a big difference. You know, and, and and God will handle the rest. We plant seeds mm-hmm. at the end of the day. We just Absolutely. plant seeds. We just, hey, I'm a vessel. God want me to do this right now. Woo-woo, here you go. God going to do the rest. He going to do the rest. If you get a heart change from that conversation, it wasn't me. It was the Holy right. Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus wow. is going to knock at your door. I'm just uh-huh. a vessel. If you hear these words and you feel a tug on your heart, it's not me. It's the Holy <laughs> Spirit. It is. Because wow. somebody else can hear these same words and it won't have no impact on their life it because he ain't knocking yep. at their door right now. Nope. He's knocking at yours. That's wow. what it comes down to. Man, I really appreciate this conversation so much. I know. Um, it was incredible. We do have to talk about the music really quick. So uh, shout out to my brother, Mike Teasy. 
I heard you got a track with him <laughs> over there, you know, so let's talk about yes. that. And where did it come from and how did it get started? So Lover of My Soul actually uh, was a record that literally came from out of the blue. Um, I It wasn't even really a part of um, the project that I'm putting together. And so my my brother, Kay Caso, he hit me and said, hey, um, there is this melody that I have and there's this title called Lover of My Soul. Are you like, can you write to it? Um, and I was like, well, just send me the concept, you know. And I was on my way to the movie. So I had my headphones in the movie, trying to listen to it. So I listened to it. And when I heard it immediately, I'm like, man, this is this is it. Um, and so I sent it over to my sister Carlita. And she was just like, dude, like, this is it. I'm going to hop on it right now. And so um, my teasing was actually a favor um, for Kate Casso, that's that's who the producer is. That's who the artist is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had I didn't even know Mike TV at the time really like that. Mm-hmm. I kind of saw him on Instagram. Um, he would pop up on my feed. I would like his stuff, but I really didn't know him. Know him. Um, and so when he told me like, "Hey, you know, my brother, he's gonna hop on the track for you." I'm like, "Yo, like, hold on, let me go and do my research real quick." Like, Mike TV, hold on. Cause I saw him and I'm like, let me see what he's up to. And I saw his page and I'm like, no, this man is really legit. Like he's really out here doing it. And so the song literally took us like pretty much a day. I went in, I recorded my scratch. So what you guys are hearing is literally just a scratch. That was not my final vocal. (laughs) That was a scratch. Everything was literally a scratch. Mike sent in his, his version. And when it came back, we was like, yo, like we literally just did something that that we wasn't even trying to do. Like it was an idea that just turned into Lover of My Soul. And we're here today. Like you guys are streaming something. That was a legit sketch. Like that was straight up. Like I went in one time Mm -hmm. and did that. Like, and I was going to redo the vocals. They're like, no, don't redo them. And I'm like, what? Like, they already they sound good. <laughs> they already good. They already sound too. So, yeah, that's how the song came about. And when Mike got on it, he he brought the song out. It, it gave it another another layer layer of character, another layer of clarity, another layer of true Christian hip-hop gospel. Like, mm-hmm. it brought it to life. And I just thank Mike for that because he didn't have to um, do a favor for nobody. Right. He didn't even know the favor was for me, but you know, that that's how God does things. That's why you got to stay faithful. That's why you got to stay committed because Absolutely. God will literally put things on people's heart and they will do favors for you that you didn't even know was even a favor. I had no clue. That's how that even came about. Yeah. And I just ended up being the receiver. I ended up getting blessed by K. Cotto and Mike doing a favor for each other. Amazing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you you just got to stay faithful because God will literally bless you and put your name in room that you're not literally in. Like, I just got mentioned and he was like, sure, I'll hop on. Like, huh? Yeah, Mike Teasy, he's a a blessing. He's a miracle. Um, I've had the honor of meeting him in person. Um, I've had him on a platform. Um, He's, he's, his testimony 
incredible. Yeah. Oh my God. Like when I say miracle, y'all go listen to that interview with him. Uh, and, and he's so genuine with it, man. Like he really loves God, you know, yes, and he, he does. he's on fire for God. And and I think that's so important because sometimes people can get tied up in the music and sometimes forget, like, no, this artist is really passionate about what they're yes. thinking about. You know, this is for <laughs> real. This ain't just for comic like they say. Yeah, like this is for real. So I got to say that about him. He's real genuine. Um, he's very approachable, you know, when you talk to him, all of that just shows love. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you so much for coming through to the platform. Shout out to socials real quick for anybody listening in so they can find you. So you can follow me on Instagram at KB Global Music. You can follow me on TikTok underscore KB Global Music. On Facebook, you can find me at Kateri Bluford. Um, and I think that's, I think that's it. There we have it, y'all. Thank you so much for coming through to the podcast. Like I said, it was an honor to have you here today. I really did enjoy this conversation because I know a lot of people are going to be touched and going to be blessed. It was some word up in here today. Oh, yeah. It was some word. It absolutely was. So thank you again. Shout out to your team and everybody that helped set this up. I I do hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much. Later.